for us, our aim is simply to share life together where the, the operating principle is that we are family. Um, I said this in a Sunday gathering recently. It's not just that we are like family. Mm. We are family. Um, God, it's not like he has adopted us. He has adopted us. He has made us sons and daughters. And so Mm. because we're family, um, that becomes the, the guiding, uh, informative metaphor for us of, of our life together. The thought is not just, well, what Bible study can we do together? What curriculum can we go through? What, what book could we all read? The question is, how can we live like family? What right. do families do? We are family. How can we live like family together? You're listening to Make and Multiply, a podcast devoted to equipping the members of Emmaus Road Church to make and multiply disciples of Jesus Christ in the city of Sioux Falls. The people of Emmaus Road are committed to regular rhythms of gathering and scattering. We gather corporately in worship on Sunday mornings. We gather in missional communities and discipleship huddles. We scatter throughout our city where we want to give every resident of Sioux Falls repeated opportunities to hear and respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Welcome, everybody, again to another episode of Make and Multiply, a podcast done by myself, Matt Grun, and Caleb Dernberger, and Ryan Chase, who, I'm, uh, who are with me here. Um, topic of discussion today is every Sunday, well, not every Sunday, but quite a few Sundays, when we welcome, when, when we do the welcome announcements and welcome the church, the gathered church, we say, welcome to the gathering of the people of Emmaus Road Church. Now, I know you guys and myself, those are really, we've thought through how we do that. That's intentional that we say those things, not just welcome to Emmaus Road Church, uh, but welcome to the gathering of the people of Emmaus Road Church, um, which says a lot, I think, about our ecclesiology and what we view the church as. Um, And we also sometimes reference that we are also that's the gathered church on a Sunday, but we also scatter into throughout the week into things that we call missional communities, um, MCs for short. Now, typically how I've like, when I'm interacting with somebody who's new or, you know, first time in our church and they're wondering what is a missional community? I often say it, it, it's our kind of small group or similar to small group. Cause that yep. small group seems to be more of a, People have a category for People that. People have a category for it. it. It seems more widespread. But then we've got this thing called missional communities. So let's let's start there. First of all, let's define what we mean by missional community. And by contrast, we'll have to define small group. And why do we do that? Yeah. So Ryan, maybe you can help us with those definitions. Yeah, the, the brief definition of missional community is a gospel community on mission. Um, so sometimes I call them gospel communities, oftentimes, you know, MCs, missional communities, but it's, it's a community centered around the gospel of Jesus Christ. So people who are trusting and believing the gospel, experiencing the power of God for salvation through the gospel. And that's what joins us together. So, uh, the affinity that we have for one another is not shared interest in various topics or necessarily shared experiences or seasons of life. The central unifying thing that brings us together is the gospel. That's what creates community. We've been saved out of darkness into community with one another, the the dominion of Christ and and his light. And so gospel communities on mission, and and that's why we call them missional communities, because as a gospel community, 
our end is not just to exist, you know, withdraw from the world and live in isolation from the world, but to be a witness. Yeah. So uh, Jesus says, the world will know that you are my disciples by your love for one another. Yeah. So just by being in community together, loving one another, bearing one another's burdens, that is a, a missional or um, evangelistic thing. Anytime you are participating in a community shaped by the gospel, you are a witness to the world. Mm. This is what the kingdom of God looks like on earth. And so I I love to say um, the the church is like a movie trailer for the kingdom of God. Mm. There is a future coming when God makes all things new. And the sneak peek of that is the church on earth. And so living in gospel community with one another, sharing everyday life together is a, is a picture of that. So, okay, great. I mean, that's wow. Cool. Now, why is, why do we not call them small groups? Yeah, good question. Uh, Small groups, I think are, are a great thing. Um, and have come out of the recognition that Sundays, when we gather together corporately, that's central. The word is preached. The whole church is gathered together. Mm. That's the highlight of the week for us, as we often say. Um, And yet churches have realized, well, that shouldn't be the only time that we're together. And so most churches have some kind of small group ministry where people want to be in community with each other outside of that gathering. So you break down from the, the big, large corporate gathering into these smaller groups or small groups, as they're called. There we go. And those <laughs> typically are uh, focused on you know, Bible study or some felt need or common crisis that people are going through or season of life, you know, so you, you might have, yeah. yeah, so here's a, the young adults Bible study and here's the mom's prayer group and here's the empty nesters mm-hmm. Bible study. And, you know, so they're, they're, they're kind of focused on those things. Um, for us, our aim is simply to share life together where the, the operating principle is that we are family. Um, I said this in a Sunday gathering recently. It, it's not just that we are like family. Mm. We are family. Yeah. Um, God, it's not like he has adopted us. He has adopted us. He has made us sons and daughters. And so mm. because we're family, um, that becomes the, the guiding uh, informative metaphor for us of, of our life together. The, the thought is not just, well, what Bible study can we do together? What curriculum can we go through? What mm. What book could we all read? The question is, how can we live like family. What right. do families do? We are family. How can we live like family together? Yeah, and that's that's massive because that starting point um, informs backwards also how we gather together on a Sunday, that I'm not just a, a, a person attending a meeting. I am a part of a bigger family. So it affects the way that we worship together on a Sunday morning. I'm not necessarily worshiping with, with strangers, but with, with family members. So there's an intimacy that's that is retroactive also of like, if we are family, we act that way on Sundays, but also family gets together with each other throughout the week. Yeah. Um, and at least my family, the way that <laughs> we have done that is typically around a meal. Yeah. Right. So h- help us out. What? Yeah. Connect those dots of like, cause we like to eat together. Yep. Why do we do that? Yeah. Well, we talk about a lot of, uh, rhythms that are just common everyday things that all people do. Eating is one of those things. Mm. Everybody eats, you know, typically every day, (laughs) most usually three times a day uh, in our culture. So we we eat together, we recreate together, uh, we celebrate together, we lament together Mm. when there's there's grief. Um, There are all kinds of things that are just normal, everyday human things. Um, And 
our goal is to share everyday life with one another. Um, what do families do together? They spend time together. They mm-hmm. laugh together. They play together. They eat together. Um, and, and so for a lot of people, the experience has been in church, um, you know, these are my church friends, yeah. <laughs> means these are the people I'm in a Bible study with. Yeah. And, and there might be some chatting and hanging out that goes on before you get into the curriculum, but essentially, you know, you're, you're working through some material content together. Um, and those may or may not be the people that you also hang out with in other contexts. Mm. And, and we're saying we want these people to be the people that we intentionally do life with, um, share our lives with all of life together, um, the highs and lows. So that, that's part of living out the one another commands of scripture, that we are bearing one another's burdens. We're rejoicing with those who rejoice. We're weeping with those who weep, which means we have to know each other well enough to know what are the joys and the sorrows yeah. of life, which means we have to gather in a context where it's possible to actually share those things um, in, in natural, everyday ways. Yeah. That, and that just takes, that takes a posture change. That takes a shift of um, how I approach church and how I approach the gathered church as well as the scattered church of, of that, that, posi- that pivot from this is a meeting I attend to, this is a family I belong to. Mm-hmm. Just, that just, the extrapolation out from that is immense. Yeah. Um, and the main thing being I, we gather around a meal because typically that's where, you know, there, it's just a steady rhythm that we all do all the time that invites conversation and invites, um, like you were saying, how, we have to know one another, be able to speak to one another. Yeah. So we're, we're all, all three of us here are, are missional community leaders. Um, so, and Michaela, maybe you can answer this. As a missional community leader, how have you sought to foster that type of, that type of familial relationship amongst you know amongst your your mc we're made up of a bunch of individual families and we meet as families we meet regularly wednesday nights and the way that our missional community um, gathers on that one big night when we're all together is just centered around a meal we're, we want to break bread together we want to eat together around the table because that's what families do um and that's that's where um everything y- you can see everything. You know, everything's on display. Meals can be me- I mean, meals are messy. Kids can make a mess, but also just our conversations can be messy as well. And it and it's not like this. We're trying to um, impress one another or trying to aspire to this. Let's get the right answers. It's just it's organic and it's and it's real. And so um, something and that's a change we we made probably five months ago. Um, it was a big change just for us to do that because it, first it requires a lot to do a meal. Um, when we have, um, we have 30 people in our missional community and half of those are our kids under five. And so, um, people have their hands full already with life. And, and so to prepare and bring parts of the meal, that's, that's hard. And, um, but that's also just the ground in which the gospel can function as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've, we mentioned on this podcast before, you know, show hospitality to one another and, and without grumbling. And there's always that temptation just to think this is not the, we want this like idealized community. We like want it all perfect. We're like, this needs to be perfect. And yet it's not like that. I mean, just think of when you go to a family meal with your, your actual family, it's you know, there's snot running and there's there's messes on the floor. We got to clean it up. And sometimes mm-hmm. someone's a little bummed out. And 
that's what we are entering into because that's that's the ground in which the gospel can function and address those things, and we can love one another and be patient yeah. with one another. And uh, and also, we're just modeling then for our children. I think that's a big piece. Um, let's change is that our children are are not some. Uh, barrier or some obstacle to the getting really serious stuff like the yeah. Bible study or the curriculum or all those things. We, I mean, the noises, yeah, they're there. The behaviors, yeah, they're there. But we're also shaping a culture and we're we're modeling for them. This is what it means to live as a family of God. Yeah, yeah, that's that's huge. This what we're not after is this like idyllic. Um, Everybody, all the plates are aligned up in this beautiful. Now, there's there is something to be said about the beauty of you know having a formal meal, but man, that just doesn't happen on a week to week basis. So yeah. you know we got moms carrying three plates of cut up pizza, and uh, dads are grabbing kids off from hopefully not falling down the stairs, and you just have this. <laughs> but that's but like you were describing here, that's life. I mean, that is you know we don't live. We try to live dichotomized lives. That when I go to, when we go over to somebody's, when we go over to and uh, somebody's house, we got to put on our best front. We need to, and you know, we can aspire to that. <laughs> but what ends up coming out in those family dynamics is the real life of how we interact with one another, how we interact with our children, and and so forth. And so we don't want to live cut up lives of okay let's go put the kids in the other room and just keep them busy and now let's get to our program because yeah. here we do the serious stuff no it's all mixed in into all of it so so we're a fairly new missional community we were multiplied out of ryan's and so we adopted a lot of those practices that that, that the chase mc has but also we're still kind of becoming we're still growing into each other so mm-hmm. um we just, I mean, really right now, it's just a meal and just hanging out and getting to know one another in a way that we can slowly begin to know where I need to apply the gospel. So, you know, uh, where where somebody works and how work goes for them or somebody's day with their, with their kids and how that's going. Like all of that is just becoming informative. We're growing as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving towards, uh, you know, introducing the gospel into that. Yeah, and I think something you said is so helpful because that could be a big this could be a big change for people. I know what even was for me as well. If we think that when we come together this it's like we need to put on our best foot or I need to make sure my kids are quiet. I don't want my kids to act like they actually act when they're at home and they're <laughs> it's like no, that this is where we're discipled in community. And where the kids are learning. And that's where the right. kids are learning. That's exactly right. Uh, and, and so I, uh, we've used this Bonhoeffer quote before, but it's so helpful. It says, Christian community is not an ideal we have to realize, but rather a reality created by God and Christ in which we may participate. The more clearly we learn to recognize that the gospel and strength and promise of all our community is in Jesus Christ alone, the more calmly we will learn to think about our community and pray and hope for it. I think that that's so huge because it just takes the burden off you know, in, in Bible study, I can just remember in past, I need to, there was a burden of, I need to make sure I do the reading and I need to make sure I know the answers so that I don't look like an idiot in mm-hmm. front of any, everyone. Now it's like, no, this is, this is the community that God has created and we're welcomed into that to participate in that. And how freeing that is then to, to, to yeah, just to walk in as a family. And, and, and that quote from Bonhoeffer, that's from Life Together? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the title of his book is Life Together. <laughs> And that that is informative to yeah. to, to that to what we want. I to love do. that line. Just calmly 
thinking about our, the community, uh, calmly praying for it, calmly participating in it mm-hmm. without that burden, some pressure. I'm, I'm trying to build this. I'm trying to make it. I'm trying mm-hmm. to form it. I'm trying to get people to do the right things. No, we're in, we are family. We are together. So we, we share life together. And, and that's a, like you said, a, a change in focus. It has been for a lot of us over the years growing in this together. Um, when we're accustomed to you know, a small group setting where the central event is the Bible study, the discussion, the teaching, you, you watch a video, maybe, you, you know, you have a, a book everybody's reading through. And, and there's a time and place, MCs, you know, do stuff like that from time to time. But here, uh, the central thing is being together yeah, and just, just, yeah. So oftentimes that's around a meal. That's a, a normal way to just have something to do. Um, but sometimes the question comes up, yeah, but what are we going to do? <laughs> or when are we going to do something? We, you know, we eat meals, we're together, but, but why don't we do anything? Mm. Where um, are we going to go deep? Yeah. So, so, and that, there's an appropriate desire to, to want to go deep with people in God's word, to study the Bible. We value that as well. We value being family. We value studying God's word. The, the context where we do that primarily is in our discipleship huddles. Yeah. That's where we're digging into scripture, the passage that was preached the Sunday before, trying to um, dwell on it, meditate on it, let the word richly dwell in us. So we're thinking about it, studying it, uh, applying it to our lives. So, so we have a, a context for, if you call it Bible study, yeah. if you will. Um, it, it just isn't primarily missional communities where there we're just trying to live out the gospel as family together. I think too, the, you know, we call them missional communities um, because we are gospel communities on mission. Well, <clears throat> thinking through how, if we were to invite a non an unbeliever to let's say the Sunday gathering, like that's a the Sunday gathering is for the gathering of the people of God, so it it, it can feel like very, you know, like a cross cultural experience. Right? It's like I feel out of place. Um, what and, language are they speaking? Right, and and with without us intentionally seeking to be unwelcoming to non believers, it can have that effect of feeling othered in the sense of I'm not a part of this body um, because I've not been born again. But the thought of coming to uh, inviting, so like my a, a neighbor who might be unbelieving, the thought of inviting them to a Sunday gathering and be like, oh, man, that's going to be, <laughs> that's going to feel weird. But the thought of inviting them over to my home for a meal with a bunch of other people who are gospel pe- are you know, from our church and from our, in our missional community to just join in on the meal um, is way less intimidating way less um, pressurized and just to, you know, hey, just come, hey, we're grilling burgers. Backyard barbecue. Let me throw one on for you and let's, hey, this is my, this is my buddy, you know, Ryan. He, he goes to our church and this is what he does. And, and it just, all of a sudden you see inroads into people's lives based on their actual lives. Not, I'm going to a small group where they study the Bible and I don't even know if I believe in any of this. And yeah. um, it just kind of relieves the pressure and allows the community to grow in that way. Yeah. And to be a corporate witness, yes. um, you know, rather than everybody just go off on your own, be a witness, go have, you know, personal, do personal evangelism. Um, it, it's our conviction that the, the body is a witness. And so when your neighbor sees Christians loving one another, caring for one another, that itself is a powerful witness. Mm. Man, there's so much more we could say about <laughs> our future episodes. And yeah, this, draws to mind maybe there's a million things we could say about it in future episodes and maybe we'll do another part to this but it's i think it's helpful to 
define why we do what we do um, and the effect that the gospel has in it. Um, And again, it's all driven, you know, community are just people who are in unity over a common thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Like sadly Vikings fans and, you know, Twins fans. Right now we're happy Vikings ha- yeah, fans. Oh, yeah, well, okay. sad about it yet. We'll, we'll see when this episode drops. <laughs> but, That's true. But People know. we gather around something, and we have the only reason, the only thing that could bring such a diverse group of people together is the reconciling gospel of Christ. Amen. Um, and that's what we want to be at the center of our table, it's the it's the uh, meal we partake in. It's the the bread of everlasting life that when we eat of it, we experience satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we are aimed at, and that's what we are dependent on the Spirit to produce in us. Um, and it's just a joy to do that. And so, thank you, men, for your your input. And until next time. Thanks for listening to Make and Multiply. If you have questions about anything related to discipleship huddles, missional communities, or gospel fluency, you can reach out to your missional community leader. And if you're not yet plugged into gospel community at Emmaus Road, visit us online at EmmausRoadSF.com.